The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Am I ever going to get used to doing these alone? I'm I'm not quite sure. Maybe. Um but not 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 today. <sighs> I give up. Hello everybody. Welcome to another uh daily cup of genre here on the Genreverse YouTube channel and Genreverse Podcast Network wherever you get your podcasts from such as like a uh, Google or Spotify uh those types of things. I'm Kyle. Uh, if you are listening to us on your favorite podcast app, give us a follow, leave some feedback, thumbs up, down, reviews, however it works for your particular app. And if you are watching my ugly mug on YouTube, I am so sorry that you had to uh, uh, see this. But since you did, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on a lot of really great content here on the channel from anime and trailer reactions to podcasts covering anything and everything in geek and pop culture from Daily Cog and Breaking Geek Radio and, of course, uh, uh, the Cantina holding down Star Wars. And we actually have a Wheel of Time series, The Dragon Reviewed, going on right now. Uh, yeah, merch, you know, we got that if you're into supporting uh, the podcast and the and the channel. Link in the description box below. Lots of different prints, including cute anime girl, IMA. Oh, those are stories for later. Uh, but yeah, lrmonline.com every day for all written news uh needs opinions celebrity interviews and more and by celebrity i don't just mean actors but uh talent i don't mean just talent but also people uh behind the camera behind the scenes uh as well uh every day we do this show now <laughs> since it's just me for for the moment uh i like to go around lrmonline.com if you uh, don't mind. Uh, check out a few of the stories that are going on. Stuff, of course, from comic book world and Marvel's a big deal for us. Hey, look, there's me talking uh, uh, yesterday. Um, and a couple of stories that I will talk about in a second from uh, uh, Loki and Harry Potter. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot of really great content here on the, on the website. So when it comes to uh, Loki, the thing I wanted to mention was... Uh, uh, the new premiere time. So uh, it started with Ahsoka, and I'm sorry, I'm a bit washed out here. Hold on, let me let me do that. <laughs> Starting with Ahsoka, we had a shift from the uh, midnight Eastern time releases to this uh, 6 p.m. on release date. Sorry, I over-scrolled a bit there. Uh, I used this um, fun little Logitech device to do my... Uh, controls from the couch um where was i 6 6 p.m release time sorry about that uh and loki season two deba debuting on october 5th will follow the uh the same instead of being on on a midnight on uh wednesdays as wednesday became thursday uh it will be at 6 p.m uh pacific time which puts it at 9 p.m uh, Eastern time and uh, it's not the worst idea uh, it kind of allows them to compete with um, broadcast channels 
uh, who start having their, you know, PM uh, shows uh, and try to draw, you know, the idea of, of advertisers and stuff to, Hey, when we release these shows for those on ad support, uh, a lot of people are going to be tuning in, um, you know, more than say at midnight and whatnot. And here'll be a good chance to, you know, front load ads or something like that. I can, I can see the wheels churning for things like that, especially since I believe in the future, It'll be very, very hard, if not impossible, to have an, an ad-free uh, uh, service. Uh, you might might be able to, if you pay for like a, a year in advance, like go under contract, so to speak, and uh, you do it for an exorbitant amount, and you might be able to be uh, one of the few remaining ad-free. But uh, let's let's face it, as uh, subscription services have learned, and we've seen revealed in the news over the last couple of years that how much money they lose Disney half a billion dollars in one of their most recent uh, quarterly releases, nine month releases. Um, yeah. 500, $500 million losses on direct to customer. Uh, so um, that ads are, ads are going to have to come around. So it's interesting to see them do this move and the, Having the crowd, having the the morning buzz is all good and and great and all, but when you when you think about how many people stayed up till midnight, anyways, how that affected the West Coast and in the U.S. at least, like I I honestly think this is about corralling or not corralling, but uh, kind of showing that hey, we can be uh, advertiser uh friendly so yeah if you're looking for loki uh season two i'm still undecided on whether or not i'm actually going to watch it because i'm really just burned out on uh marvel at the moment but if you're interested october 5th 6 p.m uh uh, excuse me 6 p.m pacific time that'll be 9 p.m eastern time so yeah that's that the other one is i'm not so much interested in what the producer for the upcoming Harry Potter series uh, from uh, uh, from Max, um, I'm not so much interested in what they have to say because it's it's generally the same stuff you get on on projects like this. It's about opportunities. They mention it's early time. They haven't even hired a a writer or began writing, uh, but they do talk about uh, an opportunity to see the books and enjoy a series which explores the books more uh, deeply. And that's the only thing I kind of wanted to to really talk about is the idea of of what makes for good books versus what makes for, for good, uh, movies from this, you know, Harry Potter, uh, the movies are beloved by a lot. It's how a lot of people were introduced to the character and, and wizarding world outside of the books, uh, outside of those early book readers, I should say the movies is what really shot it, uh, shot it up. Um, and and put it above to where each book release was was you know this massive deal and um it's been uh uh interesting to see the the world grow despite growing pains with things like uh uh the fantastic beast movies uh the i guess controversy or at least attempt uh, to create controversy over the uh, uh, recent uh, Wizarding World game, uh, Hogwarts Legacy, um, but you're you're doing this series, and it shows one that the franchise is above and beyond its creator, J.K. J.K. Rowling. Rowling, um, it's 
beyond her. You know what I'm saying? Like you, no matter how your personal feelings on her might be, it's, it's beyond people are into the wizarding world. They don't give two shits what she has to uh, say or think. And of course there are a lot of people that do care and they either consume more of it because of it, or they consume less of it because of it. Um, regardless, it's, it's going to live on. And, but it's, it's, and this is almost like going back and redoing Star Wars as a as a series, redoing the original trilogy as a series. I should say um, these these movies are almost holy to to an entire generation and a half. Um, people that grew up on these on these movies or just became diehard fans uh, with them. Um, me, whenever I try to read the books, I, I, I hear the movie voices in my head. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so it is going to be interesting to see what uh, additional stuff they take from the books, what stuff they, they add anyways, um, regardless of whether or not it was in, in the books, because that's just how it's, how it's done when you, ad, when you adapt to things. But it makes me wonder if it's smart because everyone's going to compare it to the movies and books. What you know that that's normal to compare it to the books, but this time you're getting compared to the to the to the movies. You know what I'm saying? And and all that love and adoration there is is a uh, tough hill to climb. So yeah, uh, there's a couple stories from LRM online uh, today that I wanted to uh, discuss before we go into the big topic today, and that's uh. Uh, physical uh, media, physical media for games uh, specifically. And I guess this is kind of in the spirit of when we used to have like Tech Tuesday segments attempted on on the show when it was Manny and I and, and Christine and I. But um, digital releases for games are something that I've been a part of. I have a Steam library. I have a uh, large PS5 digital library um and then of course i've got a big physical media library as as well uh not big but you know big enough um <laughs> that's what she said anyways um <laughs> the the point being is is we're seeing a a turn and this isn't a new story you guys can see on on uh youtube i've got up a story from uh july 14th talking about the uh um and this is from cbr uh talking about video game uh digital release onlys um people talking about it being a necessary evil and you think of games like uh alan wake 2 which was mentioned in the summer and uh like a uh like a dragon uh uh gaiden which is a part of what we used to call the Yakuza series, now just like a dragon. Um, they're they're going digital only, right? And I I have an issue, a personal ish, issue with it because of the inability to get something back if the game turns out to be crap, like so many bug-ridden games these days uh, uh, when they first hit, but also if it turns out to be crap even after the patches right uh recently final fantasy 16 really severely disappointed me um in every way just just about one it was it was really hard for me to see with the low frame rate and the uh full motion blur on that they used to try to hide the low frame rate but it just made it a, a muddy mess and then two because it feels so separate the story which you get almost a exclusively through through cutscenes 
and then the dungeons and and slight little uh, uh, grinding you can do in in between cutscenes. I mean, sometimes the only story you might get that's not done in a cutscene is when you're walking from a place of a cutscene to a place of another cutscene. The the characters might say something together. So when big deaths happen, I don't feel a connection because I don't feel like I've played as any of those characters. I'm just watching them. And I, I hear some people say, well, isn't that like watching a movie? Yeah, but I'm I'm playing a game and my, my brain knows that. And it's like I should feel more. Anyways, getting kind of kind of distracted. I wanted to be able to take take that game back. I was I was that disappointed with it. And it reminded me of why physical media is so important beyond having a copy just in case oh i don't know a game gets uh delisted thinking marvel's uh, avengers and uh the uh wii u and ds stores the uh uh some old playstation uh network uh games and and services movies tv shows you guys think about uh uh streaming services that have either canceled or straight up removed uh things or not even released something that was supposed to be on their on their on their platform um, or theaters, uh, and you can see there are reasons to want to get physical uh, media. But think about the developers here, okay? One of the things that uh, having digital only provides is for uh, a way to cut off uh, residuals and stuff like that. If you drop the game from your subscription service, the developers no longer get any. I mean, you're not getting any money from it, but they're not getting any money from it either. Not just your subscription service, but uh, uh, any any service generally. You delist the game. We won't carry it on our on our store any anymore. Um, so you actually can control the the uh, potentially control, depending on contracts, the cash flow of companies that aren't even under your umbrella, let alone the the ones that that are under your. Uh, umbrella um, and depending on the the contracts that you have with the p with the uh, studios and developers and, and whatnot they might not be able to get anything if their game is is de- delisted at all it's like oh you don't you don't have this so it's not even that because you're a part of our group you still get a, a x amount it's so oh, you got to have x amount of things on our uh, store or platform to be entitled to like a base income, if you if you will, or the point being is there's a lot of different uh, financial strains that can come from having games uh, taken off of of market, um, and and I know people out there. You you just admitted, Kyle. You've got Steam. You've got PS5 digital games. There are games that I'm completely fine with with getting digitally, especially uh, older games i'm not as against it although i will go out and buy uh a lot of these are uh like gamestop or um uh pawn shop games even you know uh i like to find good uh good deals uh retro game stores and stuff like that we got a whole bunch of of games like that and then a lot of uh a lot of my digital library is is free stuff from PlayStation Plus free. I, I subscribe to it, but I'm aware I'm going to lose all of those. I'm not not that uh, beat up about it. if it's a game that I'm afraid to lose. I make sure I get a copy of, of it, whether that's a digital or, or physical copy. Um, but I think I'm done just about with digital 
for consoles at at least. PC is a bit of a different story through Steam at least. Um, plus, I don't have a CD DVD drive on my on my desktop to use anymore. Anyways, I do on the NAS, but uh, PC gaming's a little bit different for now. Not saying that it will always remain uh, different, but but for now it kind of it kind of is uh, more established safer local storage of game files don't have to be online to play most of your uh steam library unless the game is explicitly you know requiring it for one uh reason or another but consoles are different console stores are different as we've seen with uh everybody's favorite uh uh nintendo they're wonderful pro consumer methods um yeah it's it's not a good thing guys is what i'm trying trying to say uh it limits you it limits developers it limits the second hand market which hurts local businesses not just gamestop i know i know gamestop doesn't have uh uh have a great history to you know uh the way it treats its workers allegedly and stuff and, and its own um, commercial practices, its own business practices aren't necessarily the best to say, Hey, uh, Oh, Oh, whoa is, is GameStop. But you got to think about the secondhand markets at, at local stores as, as well. Um, physical games, guys, this is, this is a, a relative investment. And while, yeah, a lot of modern games, they could be like, Oh, well, sure. You have a physical copy, but we still needed to check in with our software or this uh, particular online thing. And then it doesn't. And then they uh, say, oh, well, now you can't can't play it. I know that's a threat more and more, but it's still less so when you have the physical game and homebrew and cracking and, <laughs> and exploits and things like that do uh, um, exist. So there's a lot of reasons to to stick with with uh, physical media, and not only that, guys. When you think about on the on the subscription service side, both PlayStation and Xbox uh, Game Pass, do you really expect them to not have some of the same issues that uh, <laughs> the streaming movie and and TV services have have had? Um, you can't give people more stuff for less money. The one thing that games have that entertain other forms of entertainment don't micro transactions and making everything uh, games as a service. I really don't want to see everything be uh, games as a service. I don't know. What about you guys? Uh, tell me some of your favorite physical media games that you're uh, thankful to have a permanent copy of down in the comments below. Check out lrmonline.com every day for the stories we went over today and more celebrity interviews, access to the podcasts, which are available on all your fi- favorite podcast apps. You can take the daily cog dragon review, breaking geek radio on the go with you. Check out more on the YouTube channel because we get to do uh, reactions and uh, fun videos. I always like to try to do some, some fun videos during, uh, during the holidays in the fall and winter. And of course, again, as I got to turn off the dark mode here, uh, merch there on our red bubble. Be sure to check all of that out. Uh, that's it for today. Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Only missed one day last week. Let's see if I can make it five for five this week. Bye.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.